welcome to Friday Night Smackdown! Earlier tonight, my father, Vince McMahon, retired from WWE. This is the, the company that he created, that he founded, and he wanted to make sure in his retirement that he thanked all of you. He thanked the WWE Universe. Yeah, what's good in the hood? Just hold it down, try to take care of business. Keep it up, I'm a nigga. So before you step through those ropes and get your ass up that stage, before I decide to kick the crap out of you, Jim Ross, get your ass up here. I got what? something to tell you. What? Come on, son, I ain't got all day. Jim <laughs> Ross? Now just come on. I know the son bitch has fired you a couple of times. You probably feel the same way about him as I do, and I ain't much of singing, so I want you to sing a little song for Vince McMahon. Sing a song? It's not Vince's birthday, what's it? Ladies and gentlemen, Stone Cold is suggesting that we sing goodbye to Mr. McMahon here tonight. Oh, no, wait a minute. With a little, no, 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 oh, hell yeah, goodbye. No, 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 oh, no, 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 oh, hell yeah, goodbye. Oh, this is awful.
man. Um, happy late, late, late podcasting day. <sighs> so much news going on. So much shit that happened with this fucking wrestling shit. I could not contain it. Schedule's fucked up. Either way, you here, we here, we all together in this moment. Let's get it popping. I don't know what y'all did last week, but I worked. It was okay. Got me some good smoke. It was okay. Um, what I'm smoking on right now, I, if I do ask myself, I'm smoking on Blue Walker, no Texas Ranger. When next week, me and the Dot Man will be airing the show from Nashville right after, right after we watch SummerSlam live in person. Yeah, we on the flow for this one. We on the flow for this one. Um, I was not remotely close to looking forward to this pay-per-view. Not at all. Even the, even the fact that I'm going to be there, I could give two fucks about it. But let's see. Let's watch. Let's watch the first elimination emulation chamber. SummerSlam 2003, one of my favorites. This is what we're going to watch in the back. Well, uh, Dot Man had to do some, uh, I don't know, some, he had to go do some Cuddy Love, and I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, spoiler Man was supposed to be relieving him of his duties, and he fucked up. So, by way of the chat, I, I, I decree the chat holds weight. And you will now be drinking a penalty bill. It will be of a local of four. To remind your ass four motherfucking times, do not miss the podcast. Without a valid reason. There's no more there's no more motherfucking write-ups. We're just going strictly to motherfucking penalty bills. No more write-ups. Strictly penalty bills. Man, I hope y'all had a good motherfucking time, man. I know I'm trying to have a good motherfucking time. I'm trying to do this podcast like I'm supposed to, but shit, man. If if it ain't one thing in wrestling news, it's another. Like, I wonder what the dirt sheets would have looked like in the 90s because, man, it if it ain't with something with WWE and somebody quitting, if somebody, it's a talent that's pissed off, Aaron agreements is out on the net. Something every motherfucking week. But you know what? Hold up. We got to give a round of applause, man, for us making it here, man. Man, we made it another motherfucking week, bro. Like, yeah, this is uh, Solo 420, man. When Solo 420 gets a little introspective little retrospective and you know one day you're here the next you're gone like my constituents there ain't nobody here because i can hold it on my own all strong on my back because i got the soul of the nacho the spirit of the smart running through these veins and i can do this shit all on my own dun dun Yeah, I gotta cut you off there, Nacho, man. This ain't the time for that, brother. 
this ain't the time for that at all. So let me get started with the results of the matches and shit. So I had a whole different show planned as I was going to do my usual song and dance and give y'all great reviews of AEW Dynamite and Rampage and great comedy with appearances by Nacho Man, Stone Habits, and the Spirit Smart. But with the news that came out this past Friday, I'm going to change it up a little bit with a piece I call an ode to Vinnie Mac. Since I can remember as a little 420 growing up, there has always been, and I mean always been, wrestling in my life and on my TV. My earliest memory of wrestling, though, wasn't WWE. It was WCW. Going to my first live event, seeing the likes of Flying Brian before he was crazy. Brian Pillman. Brian, I'd like to know. No, I'm not no. nervous. I'm not nervous at all. I should be. Live TV, eh? What if I rifle off the seven right here, right now? Not the seven deadly sins. Not the seven vials of God's wrath. But the seven words you're not Don't allowed even to say on TV. What are you going to do then, eh? I'll do whatever I have to do. No, no you won't do anything. You'll be. Get out of trouble. But don't worry. Seems like Mr. Wonderful's made tonight's subject respect. I also got to see young Cali vibes sting. It's an injury that you want, my friend. It's injury that you're gonna get. Only not mine. The next time you see a cast, I see a cast. Anybody sees one, whether it be for an arm, a leg, a neck, a back, it's not going to be mine, pal. No. Yours, Mr. Boots, because as long as I am breathing and I'm standing and my hair is still standing on end, and yeah, when I look ringside and see just one, just one hit with a face painted, I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to remember that cat and how you wrapped it around my leg and tried to put me out, but failed, pal. So many others have tried in the past, but I'm the singer. I'm a target. It ain't ever gonna happen here at WCW, and don't you ever, ever forget it, or forget who I am. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Chase champ, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, locks up with the former champ, Stunning Steve Austin from Hollywood, California. Standing by right now, the champion himself, the Dragon. You hit it right on the head of the nail, Stunning Steve. My little boy is looking up at his dad, wearing the United States Heavyweight Championship for the second time in his wrestling career. And do you know something, Stunning Steve? Do you know where I won this United States belt for the first time? Do you know where? Roanoke, Virginia. Roanoke? Roanoke, Virginia. Tomorrow night, ex-champ, put your boots on, pull them up and strap them on tight. This dragon's coming for you. Later on in this program, I'm going to be... And by my surprise, a young dot man, 211. And my father's greatest and favorite wrestler at the time, 
the dirtiest player in the game, Rick Flair. Oh, makes your boy Rick Flair. A little bit like Johnny Carson walking out, right? The only difference is nobody here is holding up a card saying, cheer for the man. These people here, like every intelligent wrestling fan throughout this world, know that if a guy walks out from behind that curtain and he's wearing about $35,000 worth of jewelry. Tell him, Rick. He's wearing about $1,200 worth of clothes. Tell him, Rick. He's got about $5 million in the bank. Tell him, he Rick. He lives in the biggest house on the biggest hill on the biggest side of town. He drives only cars that can be financed at the biggest banks. Then you got to know you are looking at the one and only World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. Proudly a member of the Four Horsemen, Tell him, the Rick. most elite group of professional wrestlers in the world today. Managed and directed by the infamous James J. Dillon. Now, Tony Schiavone, one has to wonder as he walks out here just what exactly goes through the Road Warriors' mind. Yes, they are awesome physical specimens. Yes. Any of you will understand, I am now the king of Los Angeles. Not Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Nope. Not Jack Nicholson. Nope. But Ric Flair. Let me say one more thing. Girls in Admiral, Texas, I've never had on. A pair of cowboy boots. These are genuine ostrich. Never wore a pair of blue jeans in my life. Never had on one of those funky cowboy hats. But every woman in Texas I ever knew always, when I walked out the door, said, There goes the all around cowboy. Woo! I was hooked. From that day on, and, even, and I even went so far with my love and appreciation for the sport. I got in the square circle myself. Yeah, I was the chairman. Started off as Mr. D.O.S. because the ring announcer couldn't read my handwriting. Said oh, my name was Mr. Dawes. Yeah, no, I did it, man. I got in that square circle and I tried as I might to become one of those gladiators I seen on TV screen growing up. My earliest memory of the WWF, though was Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Howard Finkel, the announcer, doesn't know. Come on, brother. Let's get he it shook together. His head. Get me somebody out here to wrestle. I don't care who it is. Oh, don't, don't say that. Don't say that, my yeah, man. There's some people back there in the locker room that would take this man apart. We're all waiting here with anticipation as to the, who the opponent will be. Well, maybe we haven't got an opponent. Well, maybe uh, we haven't... WrestleMania 6, 5, one of them numbers, I don't know. 
Oh, how I hated Hulk Hogan because I am my father's son and he hated Hulk Hogan. So I hated Hulk Hogan. Like in basketball, he's a Los Angeles Lakers fan. My favorite player was Kobe. He was a Dallas Cowboy fan. I reluctantly was a Cowboy fan until I stopped watching football. He's a New York Yankees fan. I had fitteds. I had Yankee fitteds until I started growing dreads. <laughs> but so I digress. Fuck man, I popped so much for when the Warrior when he hit that big ass splash on Hogan. Like I believe it's still real to me. Damn it, guy pops for a sixty-year-old Virgil at Small Town Comic Con. But that's neither this diesel I'm smoking or this crunch berries I'm smoking. Like I said, I'm my father's son. So in Survivor Series, me and my pops seen Mark Calloway, aka The Undertaker. to the ring by by his by come to the ring with brother love and me and him was unanimous unanimously hooked and when we found our new favorite wrestler i remember yoko zuna Needing half the heels in the locker room to put Taker in a coffin and being so pissed to one SummerSlam. so pissed one SummerSlam there was two takers and always arguing about it if that was still the same taker that won <laughs> the early memories of my of WWF with my pops hold a special place in my heart we used to get every PPV and look surprised at the cable bill every month sometimes we even got WCW especially around the time the NWO came first split in our faves and who we thought would win at mania 12 
as I was an HBK fan. title, lost his smile, and became a degenerate. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. And then became a saved man and one of the greatest wrestlers of all fucking time and on all this time Vinnie Mac was on the mic Things are going real well with the XFL. I'm glad you asked. What's up, boss? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. What's good in the hood? Let's hold it down until I take care of business. Keep it up, my nigga. In my rectal area. What? Oh, no. <laughs> when you stuck... You violated me, Austin! You violated me! Whoa, 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 whoa. I might have went a little bit too far. He had a tremendous feud with, uh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes! It took eight police officers. I ain't through with you, bitch. I ain't through with you, not yet by a long shot. Mr. McMahon was going to present the WWE title to the new champion. We still don't know who that's going to be. That will go down as the tipping point in the Monday Night Wars between WCW 
and in the then WWF. Vince's persona as Mr. McMahon with his No Chance in Hell theme. in time in wrestling lore to the show stealing hardcore match with Hollywood Hogan at Mania 23 I think I don't know to him talking making Trish Stratus strip naked on Monday Night Raw he's the hero look what he's getting gonna do hey mom I came to watch him to DC and I'm gonna get to see Bush <laughs> you know something Trish that's not good enough because if you're really sorry, I'm wondering what color panties you're wearing tonight, Trish. I don't if you're really sorry, uh-huh, you really, really are sorry, take your skirt off and take it off now. This is going too I far. said take I it off if you're sorry. To him having a match with God. <laughs> <laughs> and getting his head shaved by former President Donald Trump. From the Montreal screw job to Brett screwed Brett. I screwed Bret Hart. Bret Hart would definitely tell you I screwed him. I look at it from a different standpoint. I look at it from the standpoint of the referee did not screw Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels certainly did not screw Bret Hart. Nor did Vince McMahon screw Bret Hart. I truly believe that Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart. And he can look in the mirror and know that. Some would say... <clears throat> From running the corporation to the corporate ministry to having matches with his son and daughter, becoming WWF and ECW champion, where he wore do-rag. <laughs> he has been a fixture in my viewing pleasure for years. And while those have been great, there has also been bad. Punishing t- Triple H for the Madison Square Garden inc- incident. Destroying the fucking streak. <laughs> for killing the gold brand. Ten years of force feeding us Cena and five years of the same treatment with the big dog, not the chief, 
not our tribal chief, the undisputed WWE and Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Killing all NXT call-ups. Destroying ECW and making the ECW championship that weird, goofy, silver bullshit. For taking the WWF title off RVD for doing what I'm doing right now and what your ass probably got money in, that is smoking weed. For not believing in Daniel Bryan and much, much more. But we are here now. And after these memories, I randomly just wrote down and so much more. Katie Thick, Stone Cold and Booker T in the supermarket. The Rock doing the people elbow and some lemon pepper stipples on British Bulldog. He was either on commentary with some of the greats like good old JR and King and Jerry the King Lawler. Out of this big lug, they call King. Oh, look out. Oh, King has heard all he wants to hear from the gold medal winning Olympia. I think uh, Angle needs another eye there, King. Well, I insurance. Gold, but they have a hell of a gold spot. Hello. Thinking of the right thing, though. What about it, JR? Godfather with some fine steel city hoes here tonight. Plus, Jared, this place is crawling with cops and these hoes out here. You know, they're the receivers of swollen goods. Oh, King, for God's sakes. She was rock positive less than 24 hours ago. Stephanie returning to the scene of the crime. I'm a little concerned. Kurt may not be at 100%. You know, he spent all last week in the United Kingdom trying to educate those idiotic Englishmen. or being in the ears and micromanaging everything that Michael Cole says. Vince has been there and now at 77 years old, the guy I thought that would die in gorilla position has said, I quit. Guaranteed to the millions and millions of the Rocks fans that he was gonna make that son of a bitch scream I quit. Mankind, you monkey ass. And I know, like you know, there is over some scandal and controversy of these women folks saying he did some dick and pussy hush money shit. I don't care. The product has been stale for years to the point that TNA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and AEW had to become something because of the monopoly he had over the product that killed any chance of a Monday Night Raw beating football and having any real true needle movers like Rock or Stone Cold. So hopefully we'll, we will see over the coming weeks change. It can be, be for both good and a little bad. But if it, if it wasn't for Vince in some way, I wouldn't have those great moments with my dad. But like they say, you either die young as a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Or something, Dave Chappelle said, and have bait. So I'm going to roll up. 
no, I don't give a fuck about Monday Night Raw. Who cares about NXT? And woo-hoo. The big entitled baby Brock Lesnar. I respect Brock Lesnar. And I damn sure don't fear that Oh, he mad, big mad, and he wants to quit. Some, 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 some. He left earlier in the day when he found out Vince McMahon quit because, you know, he ain't going to get treated like a special little fucking project like he's supposedly supposed to be. The special superstar that was gifted the fucking streak. This special superstar that hijacked the motherfucking Universal and WWE titles on separate occasions. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about the main event at SummerSlam. Fuck all of this shit. Dot man got this bullshit next week. Spoiler man, you got a penalty beer coming because he didn't want to make it here to do the show. Let's give a round of applause. And a boo this man. For the man, the myth, the legend, Vinny Mac. Now that it's over with, let's get down to the nitty gritty. from this week in wrestling Darby All In got destroyed in a wrestling match with Brody King also Sting got choked out and Black misted it by Malachi Black Darby lives up to the moniker I'm only here for a good time not a long time and then at this year's San Diego Comic Con Malachi Black and Brody jumped his ass again while Darby was on a panel and on stage Two Dimes is still alive and will face Ricky Starks <laughs> on this issue of Dynamite Best Friends had a banger of a match with John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. If the Best Friends turn heel, I'm all for it. Wheeler Yuta hits a roll-up. Surprise! Dope-ass multi-pile driver combination from the friends that want to hug. 
Kevin Gates punches Tony Nese in the mouth while Swerve and Our Glory was given a promo, and Tall Drake Maverick and Nice insulted the rapper after he wouldn't sign their petition to get rid of Swerve. It's a dino, dino king. Destroy Hollywood Blondes. And then Christian got in the pen right after. <laughs> just tagged himself in and came in and got the pen. And out of nowhere, Jungle Boy made his return. And did Dino Can stay? Did Dino Can stand in Jungle Boy's way between Mr. I Hate Your Daddy and Luke Perry's son? Nope. He moved out the way and allowed Jungle Boy to chase Christian through the crowd with a steel chair. Dan Housen challenges start next week for the FTW title on the fight for falling for the, yeah, for the title. He sucks versus ah, Dan Housen, ah, Dan Housen, ah, Dan Housen, ah, Dan Housen. <laughs> Layla Gray got injured. So the trios match with the baddies versus the alien Ember Moon and Thick. Black Bailey turned into a tag match, which Jade won. But the moments in the ring where it was just Athena and my TBS Amazonia Mocha Goddess Jade was great. And I can't wait for a title match between the two. What y'all think of that shit? I think it was dope. Eddie, the lovable loudmouth loser Kingston, lost again to the Painmaker in a barbed wire everywhere match. The biggest takeaway for this match is that the Yam, 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 world order is now reformed on what a day. Oh, what a day. Barbed wire juice effect for the win after the match. The lovable loser Kingston threw Y2J into the barbed wire for some sense of fuck all that. As I say again, I say the yam, 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 world order is back together again. and gun club battle and you can tell they put their all in but besides a messed up timing by one of the ass boys this was cool a little scrappy got laid out by daddy ass <laughs> jay lethal beat up christopher cyclops the leader of the x-men <laughs> daniels uh that was pretty much it one too much to have really happen on motherfucking rampage on to other highlights of the week Cesaro wins his first world title by beating up that little boy, Johnny Grisham, a.k.a. Jordan Grace's cucko, with a Ricola bomb. After the event, Jonathan Grisham asks for his AWROH release. Now, I don't know if this has to do with the position of the match on the card, him losing his title, the fact that Tully Blanchard was swapped out as a manager of the Gates of Agony and the Embassy, which Grisham just aligned himself with, a fucking faking Jamaican looking like Kofi Kingston ass little boy. Or the fact that Jordan Grace said those things about Chris Benoit. 
But one thing I feel down in the pit of my weed mason jar is that this is not racial. I seen a post that said, well, maybe maybe Swole was right. But I disagree. All those black talents besides Leo Rush, who I think has some underlying trust and maybe some mental issues with the business as a whole, are small and lack, and lack Boston Terrier-sized shit amount of charisma. We've seen the Shelton Benjamin athlete. It's cool. You can do moves. But when they get on their mic, they sound like every Def Jam comedian from the 90s making fun of how white people talk. I met Michael Jackson. He wanted to meet me, y'all. That shit tripped me out. You know, I was like every brother in this motherfucker. I was like, you know, because I thought I'll never meet Michael Jackson. And, you know, I was like, fuck, I don't give a fuck about no motherfucker Michael Jackson. I mean, he was bad when he was doing ABC and all that shit, you know, but fuck him other than that. As soon as they came to me and said, Michael want to meet you, I was like, Michael who? Michael Jackson. Shit. I was like a little bitch walking to Michael room, huh? How you doing, Michael? You let me feel your nose. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, I have no stock in this argument, but it do seem like a lot of wrestlers of color are having issues with Tony Khan. Message? FTR and the Briscoes put on a banger, and if there's one match that, oh, you didn't know, doom, doom, doom. Your ass better call somebody. Because this match is must see and replay worthy. The fucking third fall came by way of Dax Wild Pile Drop on Jay Briscoe from the second rap, second row. That's right. I said Pile Driver from the second row. And now back to the news. That's before I could wipe the crust out of my eye this morning. More news from Vince McMahon Saga 2022. AEW might be in a little trouble as the game, the King of Kings, is not only the EVP of talent relations, he is now in charge of creative. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Hope you got a bustin' nut on Joy Giovanni's back And Sable licked it up and snowballed it back in Joy's mouth While Suck That Dick Pritchard videotape Again, this has been my ode to Vinnie Mac It's been me, it's been me If you wanna find me Google me, bitches, NKB420. And this has been the most unapologetic wrestling podcast in all the annals of the internet and all the bowels of Wi-Fi. Haze. Haas. And Saren Buckles. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna kill you.